Now go ahead and talk. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Welcome to another edition of Word Bros. I'm Kevin. And I am Bob. Welcome. We have a very special guest this week. Uh, he is a television writer. You may know his work from Community that my wife really enjoyed because she thought Joel McHale was hot. You may know him from American Dad, which was on Fox forever. I, is it still on? Yeah, it's still on, I think. Wow. Still on the air for American Dad. That show's been on forever. And he's got a new show coming out on Hulu. Uh, it's the Modoc Show. It is. And he also writes a MODOK comic with Patton Oswalt. Yeah, yeah. His name is Jordan Bloom. And we're very excited to talk to him. Very cool guy. Very nice dude. Uh, it was. It's a very good show, man. We're excited for you to hear it. It was a really fun interview. It was great. We had a fun time. We were laughing and, and giggling and being silly and talking about comics. Yeah. That's what we do here. Yep. So let's listen to Jordan tell us all about MODOK. You're a talker, so we'll just jump right in. Um, before right. we got started, before I hit record, Jordan, is it Bloom or Blum? It's uh, Bloom. Bloom. Okay, so Jordan Bloom, who's our guest today, who's a big superstar. I mean, you're you're. There's no reason for you to be on this dumb podcast talking to us. You don't you don't need this. Uh, come on, I want to talk comics, dude. Come on, you're you're a superstar. Yeah. I mean, you're like a TV writer, and and you're like you're 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 like the good looking high school guy who's like you know trolling with the girl with the glasses on and art uh, class and stuff. It's like an '80s movie <laughs> with us. No, man. I look. First of all. Modoc hasn't even come out yet. Maybe everyone hates it. And then, uh, you know, I'm <laughs> begging for, for, for anyone to talk to me. So, awesome. uh, who I, love, I love the confidence. It hasn't come out yet. And maybe everyone hates it. Like that's... Well, I, I like it, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see hey, how it's judged. Well, this, this is the determining factor. Is, is it the aim beehive suits or no beehive suits? Oh, of course it's beehive suits. There you, you go. gotta do beehive yeah, well, then we yeah, love you. Gotta, you gotta of course, how could it not be beehive suits? And I mean, right, and, you're good. And man. to be fair, Modoc <laughs> is one of those things that kind of everybody loves. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I've been a comic fan my whole life. I couldn't tell you thing one about Modoc. So I'm I'm willing to learn because he was always just that weird head thing. And when I was a kid, I was like, this is too weird for me. And then I <laughs> yeah. felt like I just I just missed it. Like it just passed me by. Well, I think that's the appeal, right? Like at first it's, you see the Jack Kirby design and you're like, that's terrifying and fascinating. <laughs> and, I want to know more. and I think that's kind of what led me into, into his world was like, I love that he's sort of, he sees himself as this like Dr. Doom kind of A-list villain, but he's not, you know? And, yeah. and he's, he's aware of that. And I think it drives him insane. And I think he's like super insecure. And I think that that's even in the 616 version. And then we, we ran with that and obviously... To, to more comedic areas in the show, but he's a very relatable character who's in his own head, his giant head, and he uh, he really wants to present himself and be respected and 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 be a kind of A-list villain, but uh, 
you know, I think his own hubris uh, brings him down a lot. So what you're saying is he suffers from imposter syndrome, like everyone else in this business, right? Like, <laughs> yes, he's the most relatable character to anyone who's an artist. Yeah. <laughs> He's now, the artist hero or villain. Yeah. So you're you're working on the comic book and the television show. You're like the executive producer of the television show for Hulu. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, That's I, awesome. Uh, created it with with Pat Oswalt. Damn, and, um, son. Which was a lot of fun, and we just finished it, and they're getting it ready, and it'll air uh, May 21st. And we've had three issues come out so far of uh, Modoc Head Games, which is the the comic we're doing, which is not set in our show universe it's okay. in the in the proper okay. marvel you know 616 and um but we it was really interesting when, when when marvel approached us um about doing a comic you know we were like well, we, we we've done our version you know we love it but we really want to play in in the, the real sandbox and, and do that modoc and you know our our show has has some different things about it than than the the marvel uh, comics version and that kind of led us to the mystery of, of, of the comic was like, how could these two things make sense? Like our show, he has a family, <laughs> you know, in the suburban life outside of AIM. Um, and then the comic one is, you know, it's just this guy just so driven to take over the world and he's got tunnel vision. And, and so we, we, that was kind of the genesis of the story was like, what if Modoc suddenly had memories of this, uh, this life that he doesn't remember living? And none of it kind of computes with, with you know, the Modoc that we know in the comic universe and what drives him and, and what he wants. So, you know, he would think that he's going crazy or someone's tampering with him because Modoc's got this computer brain. So it was kind of the fun thing was to kind of bring elements from the show in, but make it not make sense on purpose within the Marvel universe. And then that send Modoc off on a journey through his own comic book history to figure out, like, why do I remember these things? What is this? And and he has kind of has to go through, yeah, like his own his own past. And I think that's a really fun thing because Modok as a character, you know, people will say sometimes is a little inconsistent. Sometimes he's played as like a very arch villain, you know, who's going to take over the world. Other times he's more of a comedic foil, like when he shows up in in like Gwenpool and comics like that. So um, it was really fun to kind of come up with a canonical reason for that. And the idea is that you know he because he's a computer brain. Every time he gets destroyed and killed, which he's been murdered many times because a lot of people hate him, uh, <laughs> you know, he's rebooted and sometimes there's inconsistencies and that's what he's trying to figure out is, you know, what is this, these memories I have because they don't make sense. So it was a fun way to kind of tell a different story with a different Modoc, but bring elements from the show in and try and mesh those things together and try and make them make sense with the character's history. Now, how now? How did you hook up with Pat Oswald? Like, how did that thing come about? Uh, so I was uh, on American Dad for uh, a lot of a lot of time, a lot of years, <laughs> a lot of my life. Uh, it was a great show. I absolutely loved it. And while I was there, um, we, myself, and one of the showrunners at the time, we created this the show, and and we were trying to figure out, you know, who would be the perfect person for this and it was kind of this uh superhero comedy and and you know immediately my mind went to Patton who I was a huge fan of um you know I've, I've followed his career forever he's he's easily one of the greatest living stand-up comedians and, and an amazing voice actor so we we went out to him and and it you know clicked immediately like you could say Kirby Crackle and he'd get it 
right away. Like there was like a shorthand and he was so perfect for it. So he came on board and we went, we sold it to Fox and we got to do a pilot presentation and, and actually cast it and do about like 15 minutes of animation. Um, it ended up not going, but he and I uh, stayed in touch and we also go to the same comic store. We go to Golden Apple Comics uh, in Hollywood, which is a fantastic yeah. store. And we'd run into each other there. And we kind of just kept up a friendship. And then um, when a development exec who we'd worked on on that project went to Marvel, we had, I, I had dinner with him and I was like, just give me anything. I'll pitch you a million things. What do you guys have? And they, <laughs> they, they pitched me a few characters they were looking at. And then I kind of came at them with like, well, what about MODOK? You know, what about building a show <laughs> around this character? I've always loved him as a villain. Um, and I think there's so much comedic potential there. So um, we just had a kind of a germ of, a germ of an idea. And then I, reached out to Patton and we built the show together and you know obviously he's so perfect to play Modoc. uh he was born for the role uh and um yeah and we we developed the show and sold it to Marvel and and uh kind of have gone from there and, awesome. and have continued to work together on a lot of other stuff it's a it's a great collaborative working relationship this Patton is, Patton's kind of like the the patron saint of all things geeky I mean he's he's all over he was on like my little pony and stuff like that like he's yeah. everywhere like <laughs> you can hear Patton Oswald's voice in the amount of cartoons you hear his voice in it's crazy Minecraft he's in the Minecraft yeah, he's in the my Minecraft son cartoon yeah. Well, yeah, that that made me a hero to my son because my son, <laughs> like, you know, my son likes Spider Man. He likes Marvel stuff, but like Minecraft is where it's at. In so, next level, yes. Yeah. So he was watching it. He was like, "That's Modoc," because he had heard some of the voices. I was like, "Yeah, that's Patton." So then he got to get on a Zoom, and he's like asking Patton all these like really specific mind questions and Pat's like oh yeah yeah uh, maybe that's coming up I don't know <laughs> <laughs> he, he was very nice and, and and humored my son and then same thing with Ben Schwartz who plays Modoc's son on the show um was Sonic so he left a voicemail for my son uh that was like hey it's Sonic here but you know kind of talking to <laughs> wow. him and of course like took took some pot shots at me so he's like, Sonic thinks you're a loser. And I was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> so was awesome. MODOK your first choice of Marvel characters? What would have been your, your first choice? Would have been would have been MODOK? Or is there another Marvel character you love more? Well, I think for comedy, it was my first instinct. was okay. like, I want to do, you know, I love the idea of a supervillain who is who runs this giant organization. And even though they're trying to take over the world mm-hmm. every you know, week, they still have like an overhead and, and it's this, it's, there's operations and, you know, and, and like, it takes a lot of, you know, there's a lot of bureaucracy built into like running this thing that like, oh, it yeah. is a business, you know? And I thought that's like, that's such a fun place to start a show. And then when you look at MODOK, you're like, this guy's ridiculous. Like he only makes sense in the Marvel universe, but like, where does he go at night after he leaves that Captain America panel, <laughs> you know, or Iron Man panel? And it kind of led me to like, well, wouldn't it be insane if he had this family and how does that work, you know? And how do you ground that a little bit and and, and build these characters out? So it was just kind of asking questions around this 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 kind of archetype and this this fun design and, and, and character with a ton of, of history who, you know, maybe is is not one note, but he's he's very focused in the comics and be able to kind of build his world out or show the moments behind the scenes that you don't get to see in the comics. Like Modoc at home, essentially. 
right? Like, yeah. It's Modoc at home. And basically. it's Modoc at the office. Yeah, well. it's wonderful. Like, oh, yeah. That's it's, a great idea. It's it's such a wonderful idea that I can't believe anybody else didn't think of that, but I'm really glad you did. So that's wonderful for you. It's fun. It's fun. And it, and it kind of led us to, you know, the, the show is, is obviously a comedy, you know, there's tons of jokes, it's insane, violent, crazy, but we really tried to ground it uh, with, with a human story. Like I think, unlike a lot of animated shows, um, this one has seasonal arcs and, and the relationships change and the characters change and grow. And really it's a story about a guy who, you know, he loses control of AIM in, in the pilot and has oh, to no. kind of sell it, sell it off to uh, a Google-like tech company who <laughs> claims to be like very hands-off, you know, like you just keep doing what you're doing, build your, you know, uh, antimatter laser cannons or whatever keep trying to kill Iron Man, but just give us like a tablet by Christmas and we'll leave you alone. You guys are brilliant mad scientists. We just want some of your tech. And then it ends up being the opposite of that where he suddenly has to answer to a board and <laughs> HR and like all these things that are driving this control freak crazy. <clears throat> and then on the home front, things aren't really going well. And he, his wife wants a separation. Like we didn't want to do one of those shows where the wives are always like, oh, Modoc, it'd be like, why would you tolerate this guy's bullshit, you know? And <laughs> well, so I want to know out. who ma who marries Modoc. That's my question. Yeah. Like, is it like an actual person or do they have like you their have own watch. head no, and leg thing? No, no she is a normal human. Okay. And her name is Jody. Uh, her name's Jody. <laughs> yeah. They met in college. That's and, wonderful. You know, she felt, we actually, like the second episode is, because you're, you're, everyone's asking that question, like, why would anyone marry this guy? <laughs> and we go back in a time travel episode in this, in the second one, where he's trying to win her back. Uh, so he, because she asked for separation in the pilot, and so he's, there was a concert they missed when they were in college, so he takes her back to a third eye blind concert that they missed. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> to try and win her over, and That's you get to awesome. kind of see all these scenes from them meeting and living together and, how, and like why they, they, they actually work as a couple. Um, and, uh, you know, I think when she met him, she was, he was this guy who had all these ideas of how to make the world better by conquering it. And he was driven and, you know, uh, she fell in love with him. And now it's this guy who's kind of lost sight of maybe what made him want to be a villain and, and, and his goals. And he's kind of, it's a midlife crisis story for a supervillain. Is essentially what the show is. This sounds wonderful, and I'm looking at the cast list here. You got John Hamm. That's awesome. John Hamm is our Iron Man. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> I mean, I, I've always been on the John Hamm should play any superhero ever because he's so wonderful, and you got him to play Iron Man. That's kind of perfect. I, I yeah. always think of him as Batman. So I mean, I think enough. he works a lot, but his Iron Man is really funny and kind of unique. <laughs> he kind of did his own spin on it, and. Uh, you know, I think Iron Man uh, is kind of over it with MODOK in our series and almost takes pity on him a little bit. Uh, and and their, their dynamic kind of changes over the season as, as MODOK continues to fall and plummet uh, to, to new uh, lower depths in his life. So uh, it's a fun, it's a fun thing. And John Hamm was fantastic. And, and, you know, he's like one of those guys that's like, oh my God, you know, I'm the biggest madman fan. This is insane. I can't believe we got him. And he's just that kind of guy that like comes to play. Like he just wants to be fun and silly awesome. and have like a, a good time in the booth and, and it's just game for anything. So we were, we were so excited. 
Well, you can tell that he's got a great sense of humor because I'm sure you've seen him on like SNL and all that stuff. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he kills. Like he's a great dramatic actor, but he is so fucking funny because I remember him being on 30 Rock when he was yeah. the yeah, when he was, uh, um, uh, what's her name? Liz Lemon's boyfriend for a little while. And he was great on that too. Like, he's just such a funny guy. So I can just imagine all the kind of riffing he would do. That's really great. Yeah, he's an amazing comedic actor. And it was like, oh, and he can do it, like the dry stuff really well, which is, you know, very Tony. Uh, so it was, it's, it, we were we were so lucky to get him. And, and it's, you know, it's uh, it's hard to follow Robert Downey Jr., but we, you know, I think John Hamm is such a big personality that we were able to, to kind of do our own Iron Man without awesome. having to compare him. You know, and then Nathan Fillion is in this too. I mean, damn, dude, you've got like everybody is in this show. <laughs> well, he, it's funny, I stole that casting idea, you know, um, <laughs> from, from Guardians of the Galaxy because he was uh, Simon Williams in that, and. Um, in like a poster, I think, in the background, or there he was. There was a trailer or something that got cut <laughs> from the movie. So I can't. That's James Gunn' idea. I just stole it because he didn't end up in Guardians. He ended up in the cutting room floor, deleted scene. But we're like, yes, he should be Wonder Man. He's the perfect Wonder Man. Because <laughs> you know, Wonder Man in in our show uh, after the separation. Um, so as Modok's career is kind of falling apart, his wife runs this kind of self-help mom blog thing and wrote a book and, and she kind of creates this whole media empire based off of her as, as kind of a personality so she's becoming more and more famous and her career is growing so she starts dating wonder man because he's a famous actor <laughs> avenger and it's like drives modok insane <laughs> uh, because you know wonder man's a little bit of like an aloof douchey actor you know i think in the comics and we push that really hard and nathan is so fantastic uh, at, at playing that so it's it's one of my favorite episodes where they kind of go head to head a little bit over, trying to win win over jody Look it's at pretty you. amazing. You're just doing whatever the hell you want. And Marvel's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Do whatever you want. That's awesome. Like that pitch that you did. That's the dream. Yeah. But the pitch you did must have, you must have knocked it out of the park. Uh, it was fun. You know, we were pitching to people who knew the, the characters and the, the comics. So like, uh, you know, when you, the minute you said MODOK, they weren't like who? They were like, oh, yes. You know? Yeah. And, <laughs> You know, and I think we were really interested in, you know, pulling, we have a lot of big Marvel characters in it, but also focusing on fleshing out AIM and MODOK's world and, and also some of the fun stuff that I always love is like the D-list villains and like the bar with no name, all that Mark Grunewald, Captain America stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so MODOK ends up there and we pulled a lot of characters from that. Uh, we used Town Cakes, who's a character from, <laughs> from that run who Whoopi Goldberg is playing as like a giant mutant wrestler and, and uh angar the screamer bill Hader's playing him uh who's you know again like these guys who were in like you know maybe five daredevil or captain america comics but i love them because they're kind of like you know they, they don't take themselves seriously and they kind of know they're at the bottom of the food chain so moda kind of ends up getting stuck with them when the, the leader and mr sinister won't let him into the cooler uh, kind of uh, villain lounge. So, you know, so, so Modoc's just kicking it with Stilt Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the exactly. UFOs. And the yeah, UFOs. Awesome. The UFOs. Yeah. He's he's slumming it, but then he ends up kind of bonding with him. It's a story about how hard it is to make friends in your forties, really. But, uh, <laughs> That's yeah. a really good point, though, because it is almost impossible to make friends at this age. Like, what is yeah. it? 
and that's kind of what his story is. It's like this guy who's been so set in being the leader of AIM and, and fighting, you know, the Avengers that suddenly, you know, he has that all taken away from him. He's like, what do I do now? How do I have to get an apartment? I got to <laughs> go make friends. And, you know, I'm, I, I really just need them for a heist, but I guess maybe they're not that bad to hang out with, you know, like it's, it's a fun kind of thing where, and he's also trying to reconnect with his kids and his, and his wife and, and kind of figure out what he wants in life after he loses it all. So it's, you know, they're all, again, it's, it's family stories, but like set against Asgard or murder world, or, you know, <laughs> these bigger, these bigger set, you know, pieces in the Marvel universe. So uh, it starts in a very relatable place and then escalates as you'd imagine in a, in a Marvel show. So when does this actually come out? When because I have Hulu. When can I watch this show? It sounds wonderful. Uh, May twenty first, it all right. comes out. All you right. get all ten ten episodes, um, and it's just really cool. Like it's uh, we worked with Stupid Buddy, uh, who and they're fantastic. They're amazing, and they they presented us this stop motion style that I've never seen before, where um, they use these motion controlled cameras to get uh actual handheld photography with stop motion and it's very cinematic you know where the camera moves a lot and and there's depth of field so like it really feels like you're watching these you know handheld shots with modoc behind the scenes at work or at home it's very it makes it kind of makes you feel like you're in you're, you're at aim or at his house with him and and uh you're kind of just catching these like verite moments of, of modoc's life um and then it, yeah obviously gets really big and we've got you know huge action and stuff like that but uh it was just a really interesting unique style and the puppets are amazing and it was just like they really pushed what they were able to do or it to me it feels more like a, a Leica movie than it does like a robot chicken you know it's mm -hmm. very polished and 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 uh I'm, I'm so excited with by how it came out and how, how different it'll feel i think to people who you know, there's a lot of adult animation out there and, and you want something that's going to feel different and stand out. I remember when we were trying to figure out the show and, and what it was going to look like and we had gotten that presentation, I was kind of going back and forth and I saw Spider-Verse and I was like, oh yeah, like let's take a big swing. Let's do something different that feels unique. So I thought the animation in that felt so like something I'd never seen before. That's awesome. Do you have any plans to make any more comics after MODOK? Are you going to do any like creator own stuff? Are you pitching Marvel some more things that you can't talk about or can you talk about them? Yeah, we got a few pitches in at Marvel. So hopefully nice. they let us do more. Um, and then uh, Pat and I have a creator own thing we're, we're kicking around nice. um, that we really want to do. And yeah, I mean, my hope is that I can just do a comic forever. You know, like I, I loved that. <laughs> process so much uh you know my whole life i feel like comics are my, my first love you know and then tv and film and and, and stuff so i've been i feel like i've been studying for this forever and you know <laughs> reading comic scripts and books about how to how to write for comics and um you know when we got to do modoc it was you know really working with scott hepper and the artist and, and trying to just showcase him and, and write insane things that we knew he he would have a great time drawing and, and kind of uh knocking out of the park so i love that process i love how collaborative it is and i love how immediate it is because tv i've been working on the show for a long time and uh with the comic you're like all right we wrote it he, he drew it in like a month and now we're <laughs> doing a lettering pass and it's out it's out i can hold it now you yeah. know it's amazing so See, but, um, but aren't you but you're doing this backwards because most people want to write comics to get to tv and movies you're going from tv and movies <laughs> to comics like you're going the wrong way friend 
I want to do both. I, I mean, the TV stuff, I, obviously, it's my career and I love it, but I think <laughs> comics are are a passion and something that, like, I it was the most joyous process creatively <laughs> to to write and 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 then hold it and see it. And I, Pat and I were just buying pages off of Scott. Like, I, I can't believe he drew this. Isn't it? I need to own this. You know? <laughs> uh, um, and uh, no, it's it's the it to me like. I'm there every Wednesday. I'm reading probably like 12 books a week. Wow. And it's wow. like I, I I live and breathe comics. So to get to add to it and be a part of it was was insane. I mean, like, I, I don't know if you guys can see behind me, I got my comic rack. And oh, I, like, you I got, got the rack? I got to, I got to put my Modoc comic in nice. there. Nice. Like, oh my God, it's real. That's you know? awesome. <laughs> so you said you're reading like 12 books a, a week. What are you reading right now? What are you digging? Um, let's see. On the Marvel side, every X book, and there's a you're new one every. every week. You're the guy reading every one. That's awesome. Every one. I can't get enough. I mean, X Men is my is is. It's like it goes. My wife, my children, X Men. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All I mean, right. not that my wife is above my children. They're equal. I shouldn't yes. say that. It's, you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes. My family, X Men. Okay. Is, is a better way. To okay. Uh, but and so yes, and it's the best I think the books have been since like Grant Morrison. So I, I I'm loving that stuff. Hulk I can't get enough of. I think that's like the best run we've seen in years. Um, uh, what are some of the other ones I'm enjoying? Iron Man and the new Iron uh, Man is good. Like the low tech yeah. Iron Man is kind of cool. I like that. I thought Chris Campbell did such a good job with Doom, so I was very excited to kind of follow him over there. Um, Savage Avengers is a really fun book. Uh, Jerry is a, is a friend and uh, a, a comic book mentor uh, to me, and I, I I love everything he writes. So all his his X Men books, and then on the DC side, you know the Batman Batman is consistently good. You know I mm -hmm. love uh, Tinyan's run. I'm really excited. I got that first issue of Nightwing that just came out. Suicide Squad I thought was really fun. Like uh, I you know I, I probably was reading a little less dc for a bit and now there's all these i don't know all the nice stuff that's coming out the future state the future state stuff that they're doing is what you're talking about right yeah the, or yeah. the post future state yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah um i thought that all that stuff's been really fun and then uh from image i would just picked up um stray dogs is that what it's called yeah the, the one about the serial killer who takes the animals yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that looks awesome yeah, I thought, I thought that was really, really fun. Um, there's something else I just read that I really liked. Uh, I feel like I, I, I prefer to read image stuff in trades. For some reason, my brain can makes retain, sense. Can, it can retain superhero stuff month yeah. to month. But image stuff, I'm like, what happened? I love this book, but what happened last month? Yeah, yeah I but I know. That you're, then you're not supporting the book when it's coming out. So I still oh, stop it. Bad. We're not going to yell at you about that. You're fine. Kevin Tradeway. Kevin, <laughs> trade, trade Kevin Tradeway. It's everything. And I have a Marvel Unlimited subscription because I'm poor yeah. and I can't afford to go to the shop every week. So, yeah, I get what you're doing. It's fine. You're, you're not going to be crucified here, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I make up for it. I buy hardcovers on that on that hardcover. Okay. Guy, so. I'm sure, yeah. uh, I mean, there's just so much. It's. I feel like there's too many books. Like, there's good. What are you guys reading? What do you recommend? 
Um, I'm, I'm reading more independent stuff at this point because we're trying to break into some of the other markets, if that makes sense, like the smaller publishers. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to read some stuff, what they're doing. Um, Kevin loves, um, uh, something's killing the children. I just read mm. pulp. I read, I just finished pulp like two weeks oh, ago. The so good. Fuck, so good. Yeah. I, f that's the best thing I've read in in years after and, i finished it i was laying on the floor in my bedroom and my wife and kids were doing something and i finished the book and i closed it i went fuck that was amazing and my kids were like daddy you can't say that i was like no this book is that good like I no can't. read it you'll see, you'll see. <laughs> so i just finished pulp i really enjoyed that kevin will tell you his favorite graphic novel ever kevin what is it well it's not my favorite one ever but it's the last few, the, the, the last few years has been uh, the savage shores so um it's it's kind of Hmm? I'm sorry. The These Savage Shores. Oh, I don't know that one. It's a it's a book from Vault. It's like a it's like a spin on on vampires. So mm. it's like it's like a vampirism tale, but not one. So like if you Rom, read it, it's like totally cool. Rom V wrote it. The dude from uh, who's doing Swamp Thing yeah. and stuff now. And yeah. he's that guy's a superstar. He's, like he's a he's heavyweight. A yeah. He's so anything he's doing, I try to pick up and read. Um, I also, I'm trying to look at the stuff that I have here. And then sometimes I'll just go back and read things that I already have. Like I'll read Parker again, just because Darwin cooks a genius, yeah. you know, so stuff like that. But I try to read oh. things that are around us in our kind of career path. Like a lot, I read a lot of friends books just to see like what they're mm -hmm. doing, how they're doing it, just tech different techniques and things like yeah. that. So it's been fun, man. Comics is a, is a great business and, and Hey, welcome. Welcome to comics. Friend. Thank you. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to leave. Uh, it sounds like us, you're us either. <laughs> Speaking of, of vault uh, money shot. I've heard that's fantastic. I can't, I can't right. find it. I can't find it. I can't yeah. find it here. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just one of those things that my comic shop has two people that pull it and then I try to get the trades and it's sold out, but I've heard that book is fantastic. I love that. Uh, and then what was the other one I was reading recently? I think it was Ahoy, Second Coming, I thought was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, with Jesus. Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. comes back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that Ahoy comics? You said yeah, it? that's Ahoy. Yeah, right? I think that's Ahoy, okay. yeah. Okay. There's a lot of great, there's a lot of great smaller publishers out there doing a lot of cool stuff, man. And I know Golden Apple is pretty supportive of a lot of the smaller presses. So that's cool. Yeah. You just get a wide variety of different things out there. So that's awesome. Yeah, well, that's my favorite thing is I'll just take recommendations because and or, or, you know, just try something, especially that's like outside of superhero stuff because I read so much superhero stuff. So one that Patton recommended me was, um, oh, you're going to have to help me with the name. It's like the Maniac of New the York. Maniac or, of New York. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Love that. Because, you know, I think we were all a little disappointed by Jason Takes Manhattan. Uh, maybe didn't, didn't, didn't live up to the hype but like doing a really like terrifying grounded version of that is brilliant and uh i love it and again so far out of like what i'm normally reading and it was a a, a great recommendation uh from pat he's he's got good taste he turned me on to um uh what's the jeff lemire dark horse one we've got that whole black, world. Hammer. Uh, black, black hammer black hammer, black hammer. Yeah, yeah he yeah, got me yeah. into black hammer which i love because he just wrote an issue for it that was incredible uh he sent me the script really early on i was like i think this might be one of like the best things you've ever written it's it's really unbelievable and then uh because they're doing like an anthology kind of series now in that world so Patton wrote one uh that's really great if you haven't read it i think it came out like a month ago 
yeah the black, um, the black hammer stuff is cool it's re- it's really good yeah um and then I, I i really liked reading kind of biographies in the form of comics that that jack kirby one that came out last year okay um was like i was like crying like it, it, I, it emotionally wrecked me uh <laughs> it was tom scioli's one about okay. uh, jack kirby mm-hmm. uh i really liked and then also um i'm really enjoying i i i backed the kickstarter it's uh fred van lenty's um history of animation or okay okay i'm trying to talk about i was gonna say action philosophers but that's the other one i did it's the same thing because he's working with ryan uh dunleavy who's fantastic and it's them doing they did i read the comics one it's like com i can't remember the name for some reason but they're doing a version about the history of animation and it's fascinating what they do to make it visually interesting or to keep you remembering people is that because it's all going to be like old white guys that they're talking about you know (laughs) like in the history of animation (laughs) So they like they make Disney look like Mickey, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> like Mickey with a mustache stuff. So it's like it visually, it's really fun to read, and it's again a business I've worked in and had no idea uh, that it was just as ugly as comics <laughs> as far as the history goes. Uh, you know, behind these these giants who kind of formed the industry. Uh, so I like that. I think it's like a really fun format, the like comics to to tell. You know biographies in and, and find visual ways to, to make them maybe more interesting than if they were just kind of drawn drawn normal or straight so that's cool man uh, i love the fact that you're so into the comics like you're knee deep in this stuff you love it so you're going to be fully prepared for the guy at the comic shop who's outraged at what have they done to modok this is horse shit i can't believe it you're just going to come out swinging because you know everything well, I already got it. Uh, really? I, I, I realized I realized that we are officially a real Marvel show because we released some art, some design art for some of the characters and Wonder Man didn't have his red eyes because we decided for the sake of the story when, you know, she meets him, she doesn't know he's Wonder Man, but when he powers up, his eyes turn red. Uh-huh. Well, a wonder, the number one Wonder Man fan on, on Twitter came after has come after me <laughs> relentlessly being like yeah why don't you make a superman or a spider-man comic and just lose the web shooters like that's what makes wonder man wonder man the red eyes that's why we love him you fail like basically and like I, we'll like go into other conversations i'm having with people and bring it up about how that's like awesome. i think he complained to james gunn that's uh, so wonderful <laughs> Like, this is great. We're legit. We have someone hating on us for not doing something completely comics accurate. We're a real <laughs> Marvel show. We've made it. Did you get like an award from Marvel and then and the TV <laughs> show? And so like, here, congratulations, sir. Like, <laughs> you, you've upset the, the fan base. Well done. Congrats on your official trolling uh, <laughs> from, from the Wonder Man fan base. And it was just so funny to me because it's like, I love Wonder Man. Like I was so excited to pull him and put him in the show and like, oh my God, it's his first appearance in any Marvel media since like, you know, a cartoon in the nineties. Like, isn't that enough? And it's never enough. And and who honestly feels that passionate about Wonder Man? That one person on Twitter, that one person on Twitter. They're out there. They're out there and they're and and you know, God bless them. And and you know, I that's the that to me, by the way, is the best thing about comics, right? Because you'll have the most obscure character, you know, someone who was like in New Mutants for one issue who never appears again. And then 
that, that that person has like a Tumblr account where someone is doing like erotic <laughs> erotic fan art of that character, like, like keeping keeping them alive. I mean, the Demon the Bears erotic part. fan page, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's the best part about cosplay. People are passionate about this stuff. They love this stuff. And like that was, I remember, like I, I think I talked to you guys a little about it before. Um, you know, like I didn't grow up. I had a friend here or there that was kind of into the comics or someone who liked the cards or watched the X-Men cartoon or in college, you know, one other friend who would go to the store with me, but I never had a community community, you know, comics community. And, you know, after moving to LA and going to San Diego and, and some of the other cons, like really feeling I was a part of something when it had always been something that was very like a lonely hobby mm -hmm. that I love. And I remember I went to a flash panel. It was some kind of anniversary, you know, and, uh, it's like Mark Wade and a bunch of other writers there. And, and then they did like a Q&A. And, you know, it was just this amazing thing. We're like, these people are the greatest Flash fans in the world. And this means something to like all these people. And then I, I remember like a 10-year-old girl got up and was like, uh, mine's not really a question. It's just a comment. Um, I'm on the track team. And I'm not the fastest person on my team. And, and I lose a lot. But I like to read the Flash because it makes me, it inspires me to do better and not give up thank you and i was just like bawling i was like this is what comics are about this is amazing like this is like like it wasn't hall h it wasn't you know the big uh avengers presentation but it was like a room of people who just fucking love the flash and like from all ages across you know kind of every type of person and i was like yes this is it like these, these, things, these things are important these characters they mean they mean something so i totally respect you know super wonder man fan 182 and uh, all of his complaints and i i hear you and i apologize i mean oh wow you apologize to him wow i mean i mean look i didn't i i did something wrong clearly uh but I was gonna say, who's your X Man? Since you, since your X Men are almost up there with your family, like which X Man is your X Man? Everybody's got one. I'm a Cyclops guy. Oh wow, that's a. I don't usually hear that one. That's now, not a. That's not a normal. Uh, one. Now, are you okay with what they kind of turned Cyclops into and then back to? Because I mean, he was kind of the he was anti Charles for a while, and then they kind of flipped him back now to where he's. He's a little bit yeah. more in line. I only read Powers. I only read the first yeah. collection. Like, so I read that and I haven't gone on since then. So, I mean, they kind of flipped him back. Were you still Team Summers when he was all like, fuck them oh, all? I, I loved Revolutionary Cyclops awesome. was right, Summers. Uh, that, that, I think like, to me, I've always liked the character, but I thought like, what an amazing arc where you take the guy who was like the Boy Scout mm -hmm. and suddenly he's killed Xavier uh, he's on the run. He's basically become Magneto, and he's a and and just more of a badass, yeah. you know, than he's ever been. And meanwhile, like Wolverine is the guy putting on a suit and running a school at that time, yeah. while Cyclops is out there, like uh, you know, becoming the face of a movement. And I was like, that's brilliant. Like I love that that Bendis Jason Aaron era. And then you know, I think what they're doing now is so revolutionary and different that like what he and he's still questioning things, but I think. I love that now he's like dad Cyclops. If you haven't read it, like like a lot of the Hickman stuff right now is like him being a father to the like young Cable and and, and Rachel. He's just cool dad Cyclops mm -hmm. now. And I'm like, well, I can relate to that too. Uh, <laughs> so I'm loving this Cyclops. I'll take any Cyclops. But yeah, it's funny. Like I, I enjoy Wolverine, but he's he's probably one of my least favorite X Men. So I'm always been a Cyclops. That. 
guy. I, I like him there, but I, he, he, I was never the one like, oh, he's so cool. I was like, you know, the guy who doesn't get to have any fun and has to like worry about everything and plan everything and, and everyone hates him for being a stick in the mud. I'm like, that's the guy I relate to. <laughs> that's wonderful. I'm a nightcrawler guy, but I like I like Love Rucka's, nightcrawler. Rucka's, Rucka's uh, Star Jammers Cyclops thing was great. Oh yeah, where he gets to be a space pirate with his dad. Yeah, I love that, that was really cool. Like I was like, this is a really cool take. Like you don't get to see like him training with his dad, which is like, like they totally forget about like, um corsair and like all that stuff when they do that character and so i was like oh man like everybody always forgets that his dad is like a space pirate like what what happens to that all yeah and i was like yeah. rucka remembered and i was like yeah kudos to rucka because that's brilliant you know it's that book was was great and then you know as a lot of the other characters, i love the more <laughs> obscure ones um like i like that peter david x-factor run was really big to me yeah, so it was like, mad rocks yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you know great madrox became one of my favorites and then same thing new mutants uh like danny moonstar is one of my all-time favorite characters and cannonball and uh and then even the even rarer ones so in modok um jordan white was our editor and i, I was like oh we gotta, we gotta get our hands on some x-men i gotta i gotta play in that sandbox just a little bit let me let me get on to krakoa so in, in <laughs> we end up using we use Gwenpool in in the comic. She's a part of Modok's past, yeah. and she she currently is on Krakoa because uh, uh, she got retconned into being a mutant. So I really, got I didn't know that scene. they made her a mutant. Yeah, it was it's really brilliant. Um, it was Leah Williams uh, did her last series, huh. and she, the whole series is her being afraid that she's going to fade into obscurity. I think, and like she's fighting for relevance and to not go to limbo basically as a character because she's not being used as much. And at the very end, she uses her like altered. I might, I might be getting this wrong, but basically, her powers turn her into a mutant so that she can stay relevant because the comics are the biggest things in the world. So she <laughs> ends up on Krakoa, being like, "Yes, I have a future." That's uh, awesome. That's really yeah. funny. <laughs> so, uh, so we have her on Krakoa, trying to figure out how to get to Modok, and I, I, I. I put skids in that, which is a real random New Mutants character, because I was like, I'm going to do the first post Krakoa skids appearance and show her. And like, I was so excited about that, and then I obviously I had to get Cyclops in there, so he comes in for one line, uh, and I was like, I did it, I wrote that's, Scott. That's, that's like, awesome. <laughs> and, and Jordan was like, Yeah, that's fine. Okay, let's get off Krakoa. <laughs> get the hell out of here! He yeah. came in so pissed. Get out. <laughs> no, he, he never said. He was he was like, This is great, you know. And, and, and Gwenpool is actually his one of his babies. So I was very nervous writing her um, because you can write her wrong. You can write her as just like female Deadpool or overly meta to the point where she's annoying, you know? Yeah. And and I think she's had two great writers write her before. So we were really nervous to handle her because she, she talk about an intense fan base. They yeah. are the best. They came and they're like, what are your plans for our Gwenpool? Like, you know, like, <laughs> Uh, and and we really had to win them over, and then they were very happy with, with what we did with her in issue three, um, and uh, so that was that was a relief. But they, I love that kind of fan intensity because I get it. I'm the same way. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. That's cool. I mean, it sounds like you're really enjoying yourself, man. So, <clears throat> what TV are you working on currently? Like, you got the Modoc show, of course. Are you working on anything else, like TV wise? I am. Uh, Secrets. I can't, I can't really talk too much about it, but okay. um, a lot of it is comic 
related, which nice. has been a thrill um, to get to play in some some other sandboxes and 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 work on creators' work who I've I've been a fan of. So it's been really fun, you know. Uh, to you know, people are like, oh, you don't want to get pigeonholed is the comic book guy I was like I absolutely want to be that because everything <laughs> I read is that and you can tell any kind of story in comics so I would like to to adapt lots of work from 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 that so uh hopefully I can talk about it soon but it's it's just it's very cool to have those doors opened a little bit now to to be able to have creators approach me or companies approach me and and, and get to collaborate with these people who that's, do stuff I, I go by every week or characters I grew up reading. So it's, it's very fun. That's cool. So like that's awesome. you're living the dream then. Like this is this is the dream life for you. <laughs> like this is it. It's crazy. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's it's exciting and it's, you know, I'm like, oh, this is, they'll all go away tomorrow. So I'm just kind of trying to savor it, you know, every every moment. Um, uh, even, you know, with the comic stuff too. Like I, I, I gone to the shop you know in the middle of pandemic to be able to get it off the wall because i was like i don't know when this will ever happen again like i've been waiting my whole life to be able to to pick this off you know uh, <laughs> off the shelf and, and put it in my pile uh so i'm just trying to, to really savor it and enjoy it and um you know it's i'm, I'm very very lucky and, and grateful That's so awesome. now i have to ask this question because i i've seen the community DD episode do you play DD as well i do uh i didn't start until my 30s <laughs> it was like the one nerd badge i had never earned because i was like a comic guy you know and a toy guy and animation guy and i was like uh i gotta do this uh and you know i'm a gamer too so uh i was very lucky that a few other comedy writers i worked with um had played a little bit and then they had a friend who was a dungeon master and like God bless that guy. Like a very serious, <laughs> like he was not a comedy writer. Uh, <laughs> trying to run, run a very serious game, and uh, and was very patient with us, like constantly, kind of falling into bits and into being in character, and just That's like awesome. going on side quests that he had a humor, and you know, like <laughs> like derailing, constantly derailing the game. Um, but have like laughing harder than I've ever laughed in my life. Like it's so fun. And to me, it's like, it's, it's, it's like everything I've it's always frustrated me about video games of like, but I don't want to follow the course. I want to do this or why yeah, don't the game yeah, let yeah. Me jump over there. Like having that freedom to me, it's, it's the ultimate video game is, is, is D and D in my well, opinion. Kevin and I can speak both as uh, DMs. Sometimes mm -hmm. that's the best thing you can do is to veer off course. Just let them do what they want to do. Because as a DM, it's really fun to just kind of improvise, just to kind of make shit up on the fly. A lot of the times I felt like the best games that I ran were ones that I just made up as we went along. Like I'd have stuff mm -hmm. written out and somebody would throw me a curveball and I'd go, cool, let's just do it. And it was always yeah. kind of more fun, more off the cuff. So you're good, you're fine. That guy was now, okay did, with it. <laughs> he, was, he was he was great. He was amazing. Uh, now, do you guys do just traditional D and D, or do you try different stuff? Or um, we kind of play everything right we now. Play we're anything playing, we can. Yeah. We're playing an Edge of the Empire game, which is a Star Wars game, which is mm, kind of fun. Yeah. Um, it's a little more narrative in the dice rolling as opposed to hit and miss. There's like you get advantages and things of that nature, so you yeah. can be kind of a little bit more cinematic. Um, as a first time. 
GM of that game, it's a little frustrating, but playing it, because I've also played it, Kevin and I have played it in a, mm-hmm. together, it's pretty fun to do because you're allowed to kind of make shit up as you go along. And, like, yeah. and the GM is just kind of there for the ride for some of it. So like, that's kind of cool. You roll that's the great. dice and then you get to like tell the DM like like you got one advantage and this happens. So you can be like, okay, well, I'm trying to keep the stormtroopers from coming through that door. So I'm going to blast the door. And the door keeps opening and closing. So the stormtroopers are kind of like, I don't know if I can get through that door or not. But like when I do that, it hits the button on that Rancor cage that's over there behind them. So like mm-hmm. they they have to avoid the Rancor. But there's also a Rancor in our room because you got the negative dice. that Yeah. On there. Right, right, right. It's, it's, I think so. I played a little of that. Uh, <laughs> that was one I think that almost destroyed our DM. Though. Uh, <laughs> just the, like we spent way too much time on character creation trying to make each other laugh. So there was like, uh, you know, like Ewok Jedis and Gungan prostitutes. And like everyone had the... The most absurd characters. I think I was like a Jawa pilot. Like it was. It, <laughs> we have a Jawa we pilot Jawa. in our game, and we That's have an Ewok. Ewok. Oh, yeah. We have an Ewok. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you can't not go there, but it would be like, <laughs> all right, roll to see if your Gungan seduces the stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, you might as well do what you want to do, man. It's your world. Yeah. There's another game that we played that I really liked called Spirit of 77. We actually had this guy on the podcast. It was just a little game they kickstarted, but it was basically, if I know I have, I think I have the book around, um, but it's basically like, it's like a Shaft role-playing game. It's like oh an my expo- god, that looks it, amazing. It's like it an ex- it's like an exploitation game where like you're just basically running like like oh the warriors. Yeah, yeah. you know, like or... it's a lot, a lot of fun. And it's just a D6 game. So you just kind a lot of it is just you just make it up on the fly. It's super cool. It's not real rule heavy, but I mean if you're a fan of like Shaft and Columbo and the Warriors, yeah. it's a pretty fun game to play. It's it's really sweet. So I've always I like- I like those more specific ones. I think that would be that would be a blast. Like I love how creative they're getting now where they're moving out of even sometimes like normal kind of genre confrontational stuff mm-hmm. and more like life experience stuff, yeah, which yeah, I think yeah. is, is so fascinating. And we did a superhero one, which was great. So I had like a guy who could grow and shrink and I got really into like buying all the pieces. I was like buying like, <laughs> a giant man piece and an ant man piece and repainting them, making my guys and uh, the DM was great about being creative because I would always just get really big and then just start stomping on everyone. And he realized that like that was, it, I was I was getting away with too much. So he <laughs> was constantly having characters shoot me in the ankle and then he'd have to, <laughs> I'd have to roll a dice to see like on a clock, you know, where I would fall basically directional, directionally <laughs> to see if I would crush my teammates. I was constantly <laughs> falling on my teammates. And he got really good at countering me trying to like uh, fight the rules of the game. So That's it awesome. was really, it was, it was a good time. That's you throw cool. one Hulk in there, like one Hulk uh, beats a giant man every time, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> but it's true. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, is there anything else, Jordan? Like, where can we find you on social media and things like that? Like, if you want followers, I don't know if you want followers, but if people want to follow you on social media, where can they find you? Sure. Uh, I'm uh, Bloom Jordan, B L U M, uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, I was not a big Twitter guy, but I'm trying to get better at it to okay. promote things. And uh, I hate Twitter, but I, I see how <laughs> necessary it is, and I'm doing my best to embrace it um but yeah those, those are the two places you can find me um right. and uh and there's a marvel's modok 
uh, handle uh, for the show if you want to follow that. To, and you, and you can tweet him about Wonder Man. Like, quick, he loves that. <laughs> Let me know how I failed you. Let me know your favorite character. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to hear it. But uh, yeah, and, and we have a, there's a teaser out for the show right now, and then there's a trailer we'll be dropping uh, any week now uh, to get to see a little more what's what's coming. But uh, I'm very excited for everyone to finally get to see the show. That's cool. And before I let you go, I gotta ask because my wife is a big fan. How is Joel McHale? And do you have is is it is it like an obligation that you have to write a scene where he takes his shirt off to show his hot body? Like those are my that's my two part community question. Uh, Joel McHale is shockingly ripped. Uh, <laughs> I know. And. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I uh, we he was in a tunic in our episode. Yeah, we, like we just, why does he always have to show off the goods, Joe McHale? What's up with that? To, uh, to defend him, we wrote that in. Uh, but <laughs> the the my my biggest Joel McHale memory, and I think I've told the story before, but it's 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 incredible. So in our episode, it's about this this like rating app that takes over the school and turns it into this like Logan's Run. Uh, <laughs> that's good that's and, uh, and there's, there's like different levels of what you're ranked and cultures that form on the different levels it gets really absurd so he ends up entering this talent show where you can earn your way up and he had to do stand up in it and obviously Joel's a great stand up but like uh, we shot it was only it's only going to be like five minutes in the whole episode but he might have done like an hour set multiple times at like 3 a.m with like the biggest energy as if he was filming his like you know hbo or netflix special and it was like the dumbest shit because it was like jokes that are like in jokes like number ones talk like this but number twos do you know like that kind of <laughs> stuff like, and, and it was like nonsense but he sold every joke we were laughing so hard that dude like he doesn't half-ass anything like came in and just brought it and like is a total pro uh i loved working with him because i'm from new york where uh ball busting is an art form yes and i think that could be <laughs> off-putting to some people but like joel is so fun to joke around with and reminded me of home and can really dish it uh and take it and, and we, i had such a blast getting to work with him and i'll plug something for joel because my friend edited it uh there's a movie called happily that he's in and he's fantastic in it uh my friend spencer Hauk was the editor on it um it's directed by uh, ben david grabinski it's a really cool sci-fi thriller comedy um if you're looking for something different to watch does he take his shirt yes. off in it joel McHale? oh yeah <laughs> Okay. Oh yeah. A lot of sex in that, in that movie. <laughs> uh, him featured heavily in it, uh, but it's, it's a, it's a great movie. Uh, John Daly's in it, who plays the super adapted on our show. Okay. Uh, so okay. we'll not cross over there, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of the most inventive and original movies I've seen in a while. So that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. What part of New York are you from? I'm from Westchester. So about like 40 minutes outside okay. the city. Okay. Yeah. So Queens. That's how you, yeah, Queens. Yeah. Oh, you're Queens. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Astoria. Astoria, Queens. Awesome. My parents yeah. uh, lived there for quite some time. I almost uh, lived in Queens. But um, uh, yeah, that, I feel like if you're if you're from New York and you're not from the city, you always have to qualify by how far from the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no, no, I, 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 I don't live in Manhattan, but, or, you know, or in the boroughs, but 
like uh, four, uh, 45 minutes, not, not like an hour like you, which is so <laughs> which is, yeah. you know? Well, the yeah. thing is though, New York is one of those weird places because you'll have people from like Mineola be like, oh, I'm from New York. It's like, where? Mineola? Like, that's not New yeah. York. You're from Mineola. Like, that doesn't count. Middletown. I'm, I'm from, from Middletown. 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 <laughs> Buffalo. It's like, you're in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're from <laughs> Albany, stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, that's cool, man. So Jordan, again, congratulations on all of your success. I mean, you're doing awesome things. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I don't think yeah. we've ever had anyone of your ilk on the show before. And we didn't even really talk about like TV and any of that stuff, because I'm sure some of our listeners would like to hear about that, but maybe some other time, like this was wonderful. You, you can yeah, come absolutely. back. Yeah, this dude. was so fun, guys. This was, this was such a good hang. I would happily come back uh, anytime. And, and thank you again for having me um and uh i'm looking forward to reading the stuff that you guys are working on as well so uh we'll have to talk about that word jordan thank you so much was Jordan Bloom. Uh, he is the executive producer of the MODOK TV show on Hulu. And he's writing a Hulu, uh, excuse me, he's writing a MODOK comic with Pat Oswalt. That's in yeah. stores right now. And that dude is a real G. He loves comic books. Like he's not fronting. He's not doing this because he, he saw a, a shirt at Target and thought it would be awesome to do a show. Like this dude is, he's in for life. And you can tell by talking to him. He didn't just watch the MCU and decided he wanted a Modoc show. This guy's been reading comics since he was a he was a wee lad. Yeah, so, so. good dude. Check out that Modoc show. I didn't even really know much about it, to be honest with you, Kevin. I saw the trailer and I was like, what is Modoc show? But it sounds like it's like a, a real life drama pulling at the heartstrings and all kinds of stuff. This yeah. sounds really interesting. I'm actually very excited to watch it now. I am. I've been excited to watch this to come out because the the office drama like stuff with the aim guys seemed really funny to me. Yeah. So like I, I think that that's hilarious. Like Modoc like like kick down to the mailroom and having to work with you know like aim guy number three. Yeah. Uh, and, and doesn't know how to work the copy machine. That's hilarious. I'm yeah. gonna say this, Kevin, and you can you can pull me back a little, a little bit on this one, but I'm gonna say we just became best friends with Jordan. We're like pals. I, I would I would say, no, you're right. No, you're right. Best friends. We're best so, friends. So listen, listen to the word, bros. Thank you so much for being a part of the silliness. We'll be back next week. Um, who are we talking to next week? Um, Teddy. That's right. Uh, Teddy Leo. He is a... Editor. I know that. I just want to make sure I got his name right. Yeah, Teddy Leo. He's an editor over at... Uh, aftershocks we're going to talk to him next week so that'll be cool talking about editing and pitching and stuff like that what a great what a great podcast guest to have on another another great follow-up so we talked we were talking to you about the difference between tv writing and comics writing and now we're talking to the editors you guys got to stick around gotta thank you so much for listening we'll be back next week you're listening to the word bros podcast the wordbros.com 